Welcome to this podcast, made possible by Vision Australia Radio. Visit varadio.org, subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. Hello everyone, welcome to Talking Tech, this edition available from July the 26th. 2022. I'm Stephen Jolly. Great to have you with us wherever you're listening, perhaps through Vision Australia Radio, Associated Stations of RPH Australia, or maybe the Community Radio Network. There is also the podcast. If you haven't caught up with that yet, all you need to do is search for the two words Talking Tech, and then it can all come usually on a Tuesday afternoon, just after it's been produced. Another option is to ask your Siri device or smart speaker to play Vision Australia Radio. Talking Tech Podcast. Vision Australia Radio, Talking Tech Podcast. With me, someone who can explain all this tech stuff really well. Vision Australia's National Advisor on Access Technology, David Woodbridge. David, let's start by visiting the Vision Store, Vision Australia's shop, because it had a major facelift, more than a facelift, just a few weeks ago, and it's settling down quite well now. It is, and I know this sounds probably a little bit gimmick and so on, but I actually really enjoy searching for things now on the website shop.visionaustralia.org because you can narrow your search down to what you want to particularly look for. So that's number one, so great new searching options. Number two is that we've got a lot more detail in the product pages now. So you get things like, materials i.e what the thing's made of you get what's in the box you get a full description Um, and as i do more and more videos for the shop and other people do that you'll get video demonstrations of products as well on the website product page now you've got an opportunity to leave a review so either by comments or giving it a you know a one two three four five star rating five star being absolutely fantastic It feels like you're using a modern website for doing shopping now. And of course, you can log in as an anonymous person or you can use your MYVA, MyVA login account to log in. Of course, that keeps track of your past purchases and so on. So it's just a, a really nice, straightforward website to use. Some of the categories are slightly a little bit different. Um, but look, I'm, I'm overall, I'm sure you'll be able to work them out. What we're trying to do is sort of put them in line with what Departments of Veterans Affairs and the National Disability Insurance Scheme looks at when they look at different categories of products. So that's why you might find that some of the older traditional type categories have now sort of melded into, you know, maybe something like everyday living type products now. If you're used to shopping online, there'll be a lot that's familiar Click and collect or have the stuff delivered. Mm. Correct. And it also tells you when a product's available. So I used to find it really annoying when you think, oh, yep, I really want that product. And then you'd go and go through the whole order process and it would go not available. (laughs) Whereas now on the product page, it actually tells you whether it's available or not. Oh, and another one that I forgot to mention, because uh, I love doing wish lists, is you've got a wish list now. So, you know, particularly I know Christmas is still a long way away, but there's a wish list. So if you see something, you think, oh, I might want to come back to that thing later on, then you can add it to your wish list. And of course, at the end of the year, you can go back to your wish list and you think, yep, I'll have that and that and that, and then I might have that while I'm at it. A lot of the people listening to this program and a lot of the people who visit the Vision Australia shop are interested in large print 
phones mm. and the displays on phones have improved and there's a range of such products in the store now. Probably about a year or two ago, some of the large print phones were slightly out of date as far as the telecommunication stuff's concerned. You know, we had a couple of 3G large print phones still hanging around a bit. So now we've basically revamped three out of the four large print phones. Now, these are specific mobile phones. So we've now got the updated version of the Olitech EasyMate uh, mobile phone. People say to me it's like the old brick Nokia phones of back in the day. Then we have the Easy Flip version two, which is the flip phone that you open to answer and close to hang up. And it's, of course, got the same innards as it as the Easy Mate does, just a brick one, but this one's a flip. So, so far, that's the Easy Mate and the Easy Flip. Now, one that has me very intrigued, and this one did actually go away because it ended up dating. And this is the Easy Tell. 4G desktop mobile phone. So if you can imagine a desktop phone, i.e. it's got the handset, you pick it up to answer, you put it down to hang up. Well, rather than being wired to a telephone system or the NBN, you just whack a SIM card in it and hey presto, you've got yourself a desktop mobile phone. And this is really great for people in retirement villages that find it hard to you know, use a standard telephone. Again, it's in large print. It has all the bells and whistles that the other three phones have got. You know, large print, easy to use menus, memories, uh, so you can actually preset people to call, et cetera, et cetera. So they're the three mobile phones. So there's the brick, the flip, and the desktop. And then one final one that I want to let people know about, and this is a, a line one. So you can plug this into your NBN modem if you need to. And this is the Oricom large print base station with the portable handset you can take away with you around the house. And the really cool thing about this particular one is that you can add up to another three handsets. So here at home, I've got four handsets around the house as well. And it's just nice because if you're wandering through the kitchen or wandering through your study or in the lounge room, uh, depending on where you've got the handsets located, you go, oh, the phone's ringing. I'll just pick it up to answer it. So there you go. So four new handsets slash phones now in the Vision Australia Vision Store. You've got another Exploring Tech webinar this week. It's actually uh, Wednesday, the 27th of July, 12.30 mm. Sydney time. Might be a bit late for some listeners, but it will be available uh, as usual for people to listen to later. You're going to be talking about phones at the webinar. We are, and primarily we're going to be covering all the Ologic ones in great detail because we're going to have two guests on the webinar for this week from Ologic itself, and they'll be going into the ins and outs for large print users. And can I just remind people that these are large print phones. They are not phones that a blind person could access. So, for example, the Easy Mate, the Easy Flip do, do have talking menus as far as the menu talking and the keypad talking. But other than that, you really can't navigate it if you don't have any useful low vision. So just remind us again, the Exploring Tech webinars, people can register if they get the chance to do so, but it's by Wednesday at uh, 1230 uh, you'll have the link in the program. Um, but how can people get hold of the, those webinars after the event? All the webinars go on the main Vision Australia YouTube channel. And what happens on the new web shop page now is that under Exploring Tech webinar headings, you'll see a registration link 
to the next couple of ones coming up. And then, of course, a link to the latest Exploring Tech webinar that then, then, of course, will take you to the Vision Australia YouTube channel where you can watch it. Let's move to the mouse world now. Mm. Ergonomically, it's arguable that mouses aren't brilliant, <laughs> but there's been perhaps a breakthrough. Yep. Now, this has probably been around for, I don't know, 12 months, at least the article that I caught up with, because I've been seeing these comments about these things called vertical mice for the last 12 months. And I keep thinking, are they talking about vertical mice as in the way it's on the screen or if touch and so on, or are they talking about a real device? And it turns out that it is an actual real device. So it's a vertical device, and I haven't physically touched one yet, but what they've been saying, it's almost like you're hand shaking with the mouse in your hand. So basically sideways if you're handshaking rather than having your hand on top of the mouse. And apparently it's very good ergonomically for controlling mouse movement, accessing the buttons to click and double click and drag and so on. And I've noticed these in a few reports coming back from adaptive technology consultants as well. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to hunt down somebody in the next week or two that I think I know has got a vertical mouse. And I just want to get a, a, the low vision take on how useful this would be, particularly if you're using it for such things as Zoom tech. So keep your ear to the radio, as they say, and uh, hopefully I'll update people with some exciting news and a person talking about it in the next week or two. I want to talk batteries now. They're a challenge for all of us. Uh, and you've found an interesting list of devices and uh, battery power. Yeah, so this was a looking at the whole range of iPhones and it sort of went back to the, the dark ages of having not much battery power at all. Um, I went as far back as the iPhone 6S because I thought I really don't need to know many more than that. It was a good reminder that, yes, I know... Apple in particular making strides in making chips and other stuff more efficient. So you don't need as much milliamp hours in a battery. But it was a bit of a wake-up call to me to remind myself that whilst I don't need a larger phone for the screen because I'm not low vision and I just think, you know, just the, the standard non-pro version is fine, well, one of the reasons to get the Pro version or the Pro Max version, which is the big, big, big one of the iPhones in particular, is the fact that the battery capacity is a lot bigger. So I'll just give you an example. The iPhone 13 Pro Max has 4,300 milliamp hours and the iPhone 13 Pro, which is the quote, the normal size one, has a battery capacity of 3,600 milliamp hours. So, you know, just the, the, the bigger capacity battery gives you a little bit more because I tend to chew from my battery like a dog having breakfast in the mornings and I go for it very rapidly. So the more battery capacity I've got, yes, I know that I've got power banks and that sort of stuff, but I really do personally need, particularly when I'm traveling around again, a phone that can last me quite all day because I'm sh fairly sure my iPhone 12 Pro at the moment absolutely does not last all day for me. Tell me now about Spring Twitter. You mentioned this to me a couple of months ago and I just thought, oh yeah, here we go. This is just another Twitter client, <coughs> David, who cares? 
but I've discovered that I can run it on my M1 Mac because, of course, on your M1 Mac, you can run iOS apps. And the Spring Twitter client is just so nice and clean. There's not a lot of stuff on the screen to navigate through when you access like your Twitter feed, like your home timeline, your mentions, your messages and that sort of stuff. It just pops up on this nice table, of course, that you can then navigate through. And I just thought that's what we want. We just want something that's very straightforward to navigate, doesn't have much nonsense going on on the screen and just works in this case with voiceover. And it was just really nice. So I've gone now from using Twitterific, my Mac client, to using Spring, the iOS Twitter client, on my M1 Mac now. And what about on your iPhone? Weirdly enough, on my iPhone, I'm still using Twitter because uh, I sort of <laughs> using that for the year dot. And I was using Twitterific at one stage and I was using other stuff and I haven't used the Spring uh, Twitter app. Um, but I might because I'm using it so often on my my Mac now that it probably does make sense if I be consistent. And if I'm going to use one on uh, one platform, I might as well use it on the other one. Talking of Spring Twitter across either the Mac or the iPhone, there's a lot of crossover or, as they say in the trade, interoperability across the iPhone and the Mac these days. There is, because when you look at the default apps on both your iPhone and the Mac, there's probably at least, I want to say, 15 to 20 apps that are consistent on both platforms. So things like, you know, well-known ones like Messages, Mail, Safari, all that sort of really, really cool stuff. And particularly with the M1 now, being able to run your favorite iOS apps outside the default ones that are on both platforms is really handy. You can see that as a little treasure chest item to look forward to in the show notes where I explain that a bit more. Just before we go, a reminder of where people can find details of what you've been talking about in this and previous editions of the program. Yep. So as always, you can check out the blog site, which is davidwoodbr.podbean.com. davidwoodbr.podbean.com to write to the program. You can write to me at Vision Australia, where I work, of course, which is david.woodbridge, how it sounds, at visionaustralia.org. david.woodbridge at visionaustralia.org. This has been Talking Tech. With me has been David Woodbridge, Vision Australia's National Advisor on Access Technology. I'm Stephen Jolly. Stay safe. We'll talk more tech next week. See you. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Visit varadio.org to find out more about our podcasts.